You're listening to the Veteran Etc. Podcast, as there's always more to be said about a veteran. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran, ex-monk, season war trauma therapist, and writer, as he shares his years of research in veteran readjustment culture and the meaning of warrior life. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim. is Veteran Etc., a show dedicated to veterans and their cultural lives, not just their military lives, but their lives as veterans readjusting into society. We look at books, movies, articles, and other artifacts tied to the veteran reality, but so much more. We also look at the relationships, the intersubjective ties that veterans have within themselves and others in the world. This episode is dedicated to understanding the latest book by Jay Shetty, Eight Rules of Love. I, like Jay Shetty, was also a monk. I was a warrior monk. I was in the military prior to becoming a monk, and then I went back into the military. But I was in the military before becoming a monk. That investment was a 10-year investment. Jay Shetty, he was a monk, and he did three years as a monk and four summers prior to being a monk. And prior to being a monk, he was in the business corporate world. Now, what is quite interesting is Devi Shetty, how may I say this? Not Devi Shetty, Jay Shetty. He wrote about having the mind of a monk. Then he ended up writing this book that came out this year, Eight Rules of Love. Devi Shetty's, again, I keep on saying Devi Shetty. Devi Shetty is a pioneering cardiologist in India who I dealt with when rescuing a girl in Iraq for medical care. And in a way, that was an expression of love. Not the romantic love that Jay Shetty talks about in his book, but another type of love that I may talk about as well as to discuss romantic love. You see, I lived a life as a monk with eight rules, the rule of St. Augustine. And these eight rules were based from love, that one needs to dedicate their lives towards the love of God and the love of one's neighbor. That would involve sharing, having a life in common, looking at how we can reconcile when we offend another person in the monastery. And ultimately, a certain sense of harmony within yourself and your monk brothers, friars. I was a Dominican friar, mendicant monks, itinerant monks, some would call walking monks. I wasn't stuck in a field, but more stuck with books, contemplating, meditating, using knowledge to understand different concepts like love. Jay Shetty comes from the Hindu tradition 
the Hare Krishna tradition of Vedic monks, I believe Bhakti Yoga monks. These monks focus on ancient texts and they look at ways to live in the world through these ancient teachings. Some of those teachings involve living in community, looking at the compatibility and karmic reality that monks have with each other and in the world. I take on all of these teachings for veterans, and I try to see how this book, Eight Rules of Love, can teach us about Jay Shetty's life, but I also add on to it and I apply my methods and my ways of looking at love from my monastic experience. Jay Shetty's book has the eight different rules. Rule number one, let yourself be alone. Rule number two, don't ignore your karma. Rule number three, define love before thinking it. Rule number four, let your partner be your guru. Rule number five, purpose comes first. Rule number six, win or lose together. Rule number seven, you don't break in breakups. Rule number eight, love again and again. The principles, I guess, within Jay Shetty's monastic life that he uses for his book is that basically one needs to cultivate a certain type of loving kindness or a, a certain sense of love, a disposition for love. And how you do that is through first having a purpose. And that's one of the, the rules and living out that purpose. In my monastic tradition, it was more an issue of to love God, the God of ideas, but also God in the world by loving other human beings. And it was important to take those lessons, not just to the monastery, but in the romantic relationships I've had after monastic life. Jay Shetty, in his Let Yourself Be Alone, rule number one, looks at, well, taking somewhat of an inventory of yourself in being alone. And basically, he says that we are so used to not being alone that it is very difficult, and that can be a challenge when we are involved in a romantic relationship. I would add to that and say one needs to learn how to be alone, not just when they're by themselves, but when they're in a relationship. And in the monastery, in my monastery, I was told by a superior that, well, one needs a healthy distance from someone, a relaxed distance from another monk. And to a certain extent, I would say that with a lover, one cannot be so consumed by the feeling of love that one cannot see beyond that feeling or that thought of love. And so being alone, being in solitude in a healthy manner, these things can be very helpful as a single person, but also I would say 
when you're with a group of people or when you experience the love of another, your romantic lover. What I will say about this is that Jay Shetty misses, in a way, the power of community in being alone, in that we need community much like in a wedding ceremony in the Christian tradition as well as in the Eastern tradition, many, many different types of traditions in the East. They recognize the power of community supporting that person or the two people together moving towards a oneness. But that oneness we have to recognize has a distinct separation. And while Jay Shetty says that one has to discover that before they're in relationship, they have to rediscover that while they're in relationship. And just like in the military, where one has to learn how to be alone at times when they're not with their squad, when they're not with their fire team, when they're in a different unit, they have to learn how to be alone, the military person on a ship, on a deployment. So being alone is important, but at the same time, it's about having a healthy distance when you're with others. And that includes a romantic relationship. Chetty's rule number two, don't ignore your karma. Here, there is a message of the issue of compatibility that I don't know if within my tradition, love is based on compatibility, but more karma, the way I would see it, is more an issue tied to this rule, this monastic rule that goes back over a thousand years, the rule of Augustine for my monastic order, my mendicant friar order, order of preachers, the Dominicans. That rule encourages a sense of harmony and not compatibility as far as being in love. And that's what I would say in romantic relationships. I would add that the stressor, unlike what Jay Shetty is talking about in regards to compatibility, surely it's it's needed to a certain extent. But what is needed more is harmony and how you are to live and spend your daily life with the other person. You can be compatible, but that does actualize the work of love, which is pursuing a level of harmony in the shared life, in the life of pain, in the life of loss, in the life of happiness. Two people together, just like in a monastery, they're not going to be the same. They're not going to have the same sentiments. And so looking at karma, it also focuses to a certain extent on the past and present. And there might be some hope there that Jay Shetty talks about, but I would like to look at the philosophy of Dr. Agnes Collard from the University of Chicago and her concept of self-creation transformation through aspiration. And in this, it's not so much the idea of compatibility or the idea of what is to be the ideal sense of love, but it's more like understanding a certain type of 
existential type of learning in love. Keller uses the example of mother questioning her sense of wanting to be a mother and experiencing the kick of the child while the child is within the mother. And this becomes the challenge as one learns and one is able to see through the learning process, the aspiration. And when we love, there's a certain type of aspiration here that is uh, something outside of karma, but more of a lived life of discovery. It's an actualizing process. In Rule 3, Jay Shetty talks about defining love before thinking about love, before talking about love, but really defining love. I would say that one needs to think in my monastic tradition, thinking will lead to a description of love. And thinking hard about things, actually overthinking, will even give you deeper definitions, levels of clarity regarding love. But it isn't just about describing love. It's about loving itself. You see, Jay Shetty also describes these stages of love, that you've got to prepare for love, this love, protect love, perfect love. Well, I don't see these things as stages. I see these things as certainly from like an Aristotelian perspective, this is that, that have to be assessed and reassessed to fit different circumstances in life with your lover or with your monastic community. Like in the military, you've got to measure that to a certain extent, how you are with your unit. There's not just one way of being with a unit, and there's not different stages that you go through, but you're constantly putting these different concepts of preparation, of practice, of protection, and perfecting. And so I do see the value in so far what Jay Shetty has said, but I add to it. I add to it things from my tradition. Since with the Dominicans, these friars, we contemplate, we think. The fruits of contemplation are shared with others. Again, community. So these thoughts are not just held to ourselves, but to our lovers. And that can be very helpful in communicating, much like in a unit, communicating with team members, having that as something very essential to pursue the mission. The next rule, four, deals with let your partner be your guru. Here, it's basically reaching a, a certain type of connection. I would say that as a psychoanalyst, maybe I would think that letting someone be their own guru and you, you the other lover, being your own guru and having the distance for two gurus to exist and exchange ideas about life, about love. The fifth rule is the sense of purpose that comes first. I would say that much like in the military, when you make the oath, that you have a calling and that calling comes first and your calling helps to find your, your purpose. I remember making my vows right before making vows, estition, the, the giving of the robe, the monk robe, 
in the beginning of the first year and you're asked, what do you want? What do you desire? And this type of proclamation, this type of calling in front of everyone is powerful and helps define your purpose. And that purpose becomes something that is shared with the other person. Not that that other person takes on your purpose, but that you are sharing the reality of your purpose with that other person that you are in love with. Six, win or lose together. Here, Shetty talks about, in a way, kind of like learning, but I, I wonder if he picks this up from the Dalai Lama, where Dalai Lama says, if you lose, don't lose the lesson. Jay Shetty says something very similar in the sense that he's about not losing, but learning here, you know, that couples need to learn and not lose. I would say that the realities of life will bring you to your knees as a couple. I sodded my parents when my mother had cancer and there was a definite loss there for both of them. At the same time, one of them lived, the other died. Many can interpret one lost and one won. One survived, one did not survive. One struggled with different pain at different times, and so did the other. But to expect to win and to lose together, to a certain extent, I would say that's unrealistic. It's almost preaching a certain type of equality that is not achievable. And yet, I don't deny that we should not strive to be equal in love, but we must recognize that love is never equal in the end. Seven, you don't break in breakup. Well, there I see that just like before in rule six in the military, at times you lose, at times your unit loses, another person loses, another person wins in achieving their goals, in their promotions. That's the same thing in many ways, like as far as break, there are, I saw different people break down in the military. I saw some, again, supported by their community to get back, but it's not denied that there was a break, but to face the break. It's not this new age leap into this world where you can prevent breaking down, where couples at one point will break down, but also with the potential of building themselves up. The last rule with Jay Shetty is love again and again. Here, it's a positive message. At the same time, I will say, in what way? How do you measure that? Everybody is at a different point in their sense of loving. And it's important to where you are, because if you have been beaten down by the images of love, you might have very limited love to give. And you have to recognize that. One has to recognize that and be very real with that. And also recognize that in their partner or their team member in the military or what they could do in the monastery. And so looking at the eight rules of love by Jay Shetty makes me think of many things. It does give 
a refreshing message, but it also brought me back to my monastic tradition and the things that I cherished that helped me love more. I'm not saying that my love is stronger than Jay Shetty's love from his monastic tradition, but I can say that by coming across this book, I'm closer to the way I love. And I will challenge you to find your way of loving and recognize that you may have certain rules that bridge towards me or that bridge towards Jay Shetty or may not. That's for you to find out. And in veteran readjustment, there are many veterans who are not open about the search for love in their hearts because the grand narrative wants the veteran to just be tough. And so I selected this book because much like how I've written in Mindful Word, Hiding a War from a Lover and a Warrior Monk Finds Love, in the article magazine, The Good Men Project, in these two magazines, I have articles that talk about my monastic experience and my military experience and trying to experience romantic love after being in both the military and monastic life. I give you one last challenge. Look at your life of love before the military, while you were in the military, and after. I just call you to reflect on it and to live as that love within you leads you. Veteran Etc. invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim, every Sunday. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, please share the podcast with others. Give a like and or post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veteran Etc., check out cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.